0: The Jangana podcast is a community conversation platform. We bring together a youthful perspective on the built and technological industry of Kenya, holding the powerful, accountable, through fearless, adversarial, and truthful discussions. Our focus is on the environment, infrastructure, technology, politics, and corruption. Our effort is to promote the social well-being of our listeners. We have a DIY session where one learns how to build.
1: Welcome to another episode of Jengana Podcast. We are glad that you have made this far and thank you for listening to us and you can listen to our other episodes when you log into www.acute.co.ke. Also in a, at Acute, the other podcasts that have different topics ranging from politics to lifestyle to IT, just log into www.acute.co.ke Today I'm joined with three ladies and a gentleman and they will introduce themselves.
2: Starting with the gentleman. My name is Kevin Chege, a graduate construction manager. Let's get on with the topics.
3: Hello, everyone. My name is Linda Kouarish. I'm a graduate civil engineer, and I'm happy to be here.
2: Welcome, engineer.
4: Hi, my name is Gloria Tanui, and I'm a graduate architect, and I'm happy to be
0: here. Hi, my name is Sheila Mutai. I'm a graduate architect, and I'm happy to be here. And I
1: believe today you have the the two professions. Oh, you have the one profession in the industry that is always a a knee or some sort. The architect. Thank you very much <laughs> for coming. Today's topic is about uh, our, our transport system, and it is just a recap of how far we've come so far, and uh, how how we look forward to to the future. Since the transport sector has had a lot of emphasis over the years so just to lighten up the session would you buy a house without seeing it we start with the architects would you buy a house without seeing it
0: Mm, no I wouldn't to be honest maybe I should see I don't know the foundation there should be contracts this is Kenya this is, let's just be real. <laughs> okay.
1: And you, Gloria?
4: Um, I would say no, but at the same time, it depends who... So
1: let me ask you, would you buy a house in London without seeing it?
4: No. It's both a yes and a no, because it depends on either the, the developers or the architect. Like I need some... If I can't see some someone, I mean, if I can't see something, the least I can do is maybe trust the process, and that would mean... Who are the who are the professionals on the project so if i trust the professionals i could actually buy that house
1: and you kevo
2: i would not uh and basically it's because it's like the proverbial saying do not buy a pig in a sty you must see it first <laughs> and, yeah. I, and i would also say that um, <laughs> if you're buying one. a house you're pretty much committing to be spending a lot of time there so you might want to get to know the environment as well because it's not about the house. It's also how you interact with the environment. Mm. Yeah, so I would not. And you, Linda?
3: Um, definitely no, <laughs> especially if I'm buying it here in Kenya. I think I'd prefer having a background of the structure and actually seeing it myself.
1: Thank you very much. That's our industry. When you put, uh, it's like, I don't know, it's just the engineers, the construction managers, the architects speaking. But for a layman, how much? Then you just proceed.
4: (laughs) Yeah, because it's because they've put, they've actually trusted the professionals on the project. It's actually unfortunate that we are professionals in the industry, but we still would not trust each other just because we have not seen the house.
3: No, it's not about that. I think in my perspective, is there's also the bit of construction. I've seen structures being built by contractors. It's still material to make a, to make a saving from it. And then the structure is structurally beautiful, but then maybe it's not structurally sound. Yeah, that's the problem. So problem. So maybe not really doubting our profession, our fellow professionals, but it's actually doubting, is it built in the right way?
4: Who is tools to ensure that? We have quality control, no? (laughs) What you've just said proves my point that we do not actually trust the professionals, even the unskilled labor that we're talking about in our industry. And we are the people who are kind of at the core of that industry, but we also don't trust each other. The
0: the skillness or the house itself, the presence of the house. I would buy a house if maybe there was an estate. There were five already built houses. So
1: let me put a question like this. Uh Would you buy a house in Umoja that you've not seen? Would you buy a house in Kitisuru that you've not seen?
4: I would hope that we get to the level where I can, I can go online. I wish it was that way. But in Umoja,
1: I... I think in Umoja it would be hard for you. At least you have to see. It. But if you're told in Kitisuru there's a five-bedroom, they show you photos okay and
4: currently, it is currently currently people are not trustworthy
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that's, yeah that's the bottom line and so you just exactly. need to do your due diligence yeah. you yeah. just need to
3: but yeah. what about the house the
0: developers who they've already built yeah, they've they done, done half the project you can see the houses people have bought and then you're told this is the second phase you can come and uh, you can see it's happening the process is happening so you see there has to be some one, level of
4: trust for you to be able yeah. to be to actually buy a house that you've not lived in Th- that but you see, whose fault is it really is it me who is not society. just a trusting person or is it those the people in handling the project say
0: it's the society as a
4: whole everyone
0: is yeah at fault
3: the yeah. thing is i have worked in in construction of, of a road and i can tell you we might have to, we might try and have quality control, come up with surveys and and designs and everything. And then again, you'd find the contractor on the ground who who bid it for the project. They would go ahead with errors because they know either way how they got the project was through bribe or something, mm. go through shortcuts. And then I know even even if I know the structure won't won't stand, there's nothing much I can do about it because the one who's moneyed said it's okay. I'm, I'm going to move on with the structure. So I think the issue of trust is just not to to our fellow professionals but trust as a society Mm -hmm. is missing so I'd rather see a house before I buy it.
0: And also repercussions for doing the wrong thing. If this contractor is going to make something substandard and we find out what are the repercussions he's going to face? Is he just going to pay off people and get off and go to the next project if there were more strict rules to if a house falls you get revoked your license, you go to jail, you pay for people hospital bills, as in there has to be a repercussion for someone not to do it again or other people not to dare do it. But so
1: even if the property agent was palm golding, Saiton, all the big names you can name. You'd still not buy a property without seeing it.
4: Unfortunately in the kind of society we live in in Kenya. It's not possible, but I would hope one day we get there. We get
0: there. We get there.
1: So we have a long way. Also, mm-hmm. three years ago, on 28th, that is yesterday, the plastic ban came into effect. The one used plastic ban is three years on later. What are your thoughts about it? Just what, what are your thoughts? You can,
2: from there. I'd say the ban continues, and I think the, the reason why the ban was being um, brought to light was because of the whole plastic waste that is being collected all over the place, and I think as much as there's still plastic around and there's still plastic paper, we've we've done a great initiative to try and reduce it, and if all parties took their play in this, then It's a great initiative and I don't mind it myself. Yeah, there's more alternatives to plastic. There's more more alternatives to it that are more safer for the environment.
4: It is a good initiative, but maybe my response may be a bit biased, but I think with any new change, there has to be some sort of education or building a certain culture to make it a bit more sustainable. Because when I go to my mama Mboga, she will pack for me in, a pack in that plastic bag that, ha- that has apparently been burned. It's been burned on paper, but if, I think when you go down to even your estate, she will pack for you in a plastic bag. But I think what would have been more important to start with is first explaining why, 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 why are we burning plastic. That way it comes from a point of knowledge to the point even if I can access it. I will still choose not to use it because i understand the implications of it so i think it's a good initiative but one thing for me that is quite lacking is that awareness creating awareness on why why it was banned to begin with and why it should continue to stay banned
1: i believe it's something that has been celebrated world over
4: it, it, has. Well, it has but if you ask if you if you go down to the you know grassroots, do they actually understand? And this is where those you'll find all those plastic bags and everything.
1: So three years later, Linda, how was it? What do you say about the plastic I bag?
3: I think Kenya is a bit cleaner now. Um, if I look at towns Kitangela where I come from, it's a little bit cleaner than how it was initially. So I think it's good. But maybe the thing is we maybe most of us do things out of compulsion and fear, not really understanding why we are doing or not doing what what we are doing right now. Um, so I think maybe it is good that it's been banned because it's a bit cleaner. But then again, we need to understand why and also give them alternative solutions. If I bake cake, how do I package it in any other... Um, packaging material except plastic if I'm a, 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 a mboga, how do I package my mbogas to, to sell, you know, I can't package it in the normal, the, what we have currently in an oven, so I think we should come up with more innovative solutions if you're removing this, how will, how will we replace it, or what will we replace it with
0: I'd say, well it was a good move, it's something that is moving us to the future something that is bringing us to a change, but then again when I think about it what is the follow-up? Yes, we burn plastics. It's been three years. What else are we learning or doing more for the environment? Because I think about uh, solutions such as reusing, recycling, which I came to learn that we sort of do it in Kenya, but in on a small scale. You see those uh, guys who pick up uh, plastic bottles around the town, then they take it somewhere where it's recycled or the people gain from waste, which is good. People get money, they're able to buy some food for themselves through collecting trash, which is good. But something else I think about is the reuse, recycle, the ones where you separate the trash. Why don't we think about that? Because that is a next step we can go into after now burning plastics. How can we now even do more and it should, as Linda and Gloria have said, as everyone has said, it should be more towards educating people, the importance of protecting our environment. It's where we live, where we eat, where our children play, Mm. where we sleep, we should keep it clean and take care of it.
1: Indeed, Kenjan and uh, and the Nairobi Metropolitan Services uh, came up with an agreement to develop a garbage-powered electricity plant in Dandora this week. Amazing. Yeah, I, I hope it's just not on papers,
0: <laughs>
1: and it's something that we look forward to. So bringing us closer to today's topic, how true is this statement? And the architect will answer last. <laughs> you cannot build what you cannot imagine. Linda, engineer, how true is that? You cannot build what you cannot imagine.
3: I think there's a lot of truth to it.
1: Indeed, I agree, yeah. it's
3: plenty of truth. I was reading a book today morning, as a man thinketh and the power of the subconscious mind. You know, like you really can't if you can't grasp grasp or, or, or come up with something if it's not in your mind. So yes. you can't build what you haven't thought of before. Yes. Yeah.
2: I I agree. I strongly agree actually. Um imagination is, is the is is the source where we tap all our creativity from. So and building is all about uh, pulling together all sorts of professions to come together and bring in their knowledge about things so if you cannot actually see it and think and i think that's the that's the whole goal if you cannot see how practical it is then it's probably not even going to come to life it it has to start from the mind then now it will come physically yeah you'll need to know where you're headed
1: and now to the architects Sheila you cannot build what you cannot imagine
0: yeah it makes sense Okay, it also makes me think of how people say there's nothing new under the sun. Like everything we have on this earth, everything we've created, we've built, is connected to very many things and it all stems to nature. Like you cannot build what you cannot imagine. Everything, even the design of a car, it's, it's like a human space. Like everything is tapped into what is already there, what we've already seen, what we've already experienced. So there's, there's nothing new under the sun. And whatever we create or build or innovate ourselves, whatever we come up with, it comes from somewhere. So yeah, we mm-hmm. imagine yeah. it. And,
2: and And yeah, to chip into what uh, Sheila is saying, uh-huh. uh, I do agree. And even it's, it's as basic as something we all experience at night when you're sleeping mm-hmm. and you're dreaming. There's nothing new you'll ever think of in your dreams that you have not actually seen in real life. It's all it's all perception of things that you've experienced. So if you're thinking about building something, it's because you've seen something that um, you can put one and one together, and it can come to this. Otherwise, if you cannot imagine of what it is you're talking about, then it's not practical. So Gloria, maybe. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think maybe I'd, I'd like to be the devil's advocate in some matters, but. I think I'm normally on the fence on a lot of things because I I normally think it depends on whose perspective you look at. You
1: don't (laughs) think you're ever on the fence. You're on the other side.
4: (laughs) Fine, then I'm on the other side of this one, which is, again, a yes and a no. Because when I look, when I think of the construction or the construction team, and even in terms of leadership, a leader normally gives a vision and sometimes the the people you are quote quote leading may not see the vision and just because they may not see the vision they some of them still follow you and kind of help you build your dream so it's both a yes and a no because when I look at the construction industry the architect or the team of architects depending on the size of the project may have that big you know full picture with them but when we go down to the people on site building They may not see how this entire building will come together. Maybe that's why we have drawings, because maybe they may not be able to imagine it, but we help them imagine. We help them kind of see the bigger picture. So it's both a yes and a no, depending on whose perspective. And in terms of imagination, how far is that imagination? Because maybe this fundi knows exactly how to bring every, every single piece together. So he's still able to imagine it, but he may not be able to grasp what the architect is seeing, you know, you may see the sky as blue, and I might also agree it's blue, but maybe when you see from my eyes, it's actually green. But I've always been taught that green is blue, you know. Mm-hmm. So it depends on whose perspective you look at it from.
1: That is Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> I, for me, I, 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 must say, I think uh, you've, you've convinced me otherwise. I think someone's imagination may be limited, it's yeah. and different. if you use only one kind of thinking, you might limit yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to bring everyone in the room. Like you can imagine the first people who, like a, the railway, the one which crossed uh, to develop Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the first casual laborers, what were they mm-hmm. building? They wait, didn't even you know they, did they were doing they, anything. Exactly. They were, knock here, knock there, like that. They couldn't okay, th- but, wait, wait, but they could. But river. they
4: could imagine as far as maybe they were being directed, it does not mean that they did not imagine. They still could imagine, but maybe their imagination is just different, or or at a different scale.
2: Who 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 are we really the, addressing when you say you cannot build? Yeah. Are we talking about the the unskilled people, yeah. or is it because you see everything no, we're, we're everything we're is uh, if we are stemming from the origin or origin of everything, that is where we need to be asking is, are we building? Sure. Yeah, are we building because we are imagining it to be this way, or are we building because we're being told it needs to be done in such a way? So I think if, and again, as Gloria said, it's the perspective of whoever it is we are talking about in this case, but I feel like um, at the end of the day, anything that comes to being actualized is because it was once an imagination somewhere.
0: And it's, I feel like, and it stemmed from somewhere. Yeah. It wasn't just, yeah. I woke up thinking of a railway line. No, because when Okay, what Gloria has said is true, what you've said is true. You should explain to the people who are going to do that work. For example, if the railway line first came to Kenya from Mombasa all the way to the western, or Uganda, whatever. If you explain to a layman person, it's like a snake moving on the land. As in, it's it was imagined from somewhere. It wasn't just, I, I woke think also up.
1: there is a chief who thought of that.
2: Like it makes sense. Yeah, as yeah. yeah. I was about to say. But like, doesn't it make sense? Of of like, it it's, was a prophecy. Yeah. It and it, a, snake. a metallic and snake it, that would it eat people. <laughs> 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 is not true. It's, people died. It no, is no, true. It actually is true because you get into the train, it's like it's, it, it's it
0: yeah. Which is, And it makes sense. Even the people who created or came up with the idea of a train. Okay, I, I imagine everything. Okay, this is a different perspective, of course. Because I imagine everything we come up with in this world stems yeah. from nature. Because it was already there, and it was an easy access to, yeah, and it's what to we humans. See. We can imagine yeah. anything. it's nothing new. It's just it's there.
1: So to improve your imagination, everyone just be curious, read more, and
0: think. And that listen is a, and also, and
1: listen to Jangana,
0: and talk to people here. Yeah. <laughs> talk to people. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, on the railway, now you're back to transport. GR ended in Susua. Then we, we shifted our focus to rehabilitating the old railway line from Susua to now to the end of, let's say, to Kisumu. Already they've rehabilitated a the railway line from Nairobi to Nanyuki. So, there are more plans of doing the same process. This The catch is that this is the this is still a slower solution to what the SGR was. So what do people feel about it? Is our solution to have a railway line? Is our solution to have an up-to-date railway line? Because there's a lot of confusion in there. Not a lot of confusion, there's a lot of mismatch of projects.
3: I think I need to be careful with my response here. Um, well, I would prefer, let me speak as Linda. To have an up-to-date railway line. If Kenya was full of integrity, if our leaders were full of integrity, if our money was being channeled in the right way, having an up-to-date railway line would be much better than having a railway line, you know. But then again, being in the transport industry, a railway line is relevant for carrying heavy cargo. Because if we don't have a railway line, whether up-to-date or not, we are spoiling our roads, which end up being much more expensive rehabilitating them. We're having traffic on the road, which ends up being much more expensive to the economy than having an an existing movable railway line. So I think having an up-to-date, very fast electric railway line would be awesome for Kenya. It's also good in terms of cash.
1: The reason why people moved their goods from the railway line to the roads, it's because it used to take longer.
3: Um, I think with the SGR, it should be faster.
1: But from the SGR to your destination, you still have to use the slower truck. The SGR is okay. It only takes you a quarter way to your destination. The rest of the three quarters, you have to use the slower
3: railway line. Yeah, which is unfortunate. So if we could, you know...
1: It will be very hard to convince the truck drivers to put it on a slower...
3: Railway system than just driving it there because it is yeah. still
1: hard for, for you to convince them to put on a faster train.
3: Yeah, no, okay. I don't own trucks, so I don't know. I don't own containers, so I don't
1: know. Series. Well, that was one of the issues. Of the gear issue. is faster than a truck. Yeah, from yeah. it take four hours yeah. or six.
3: So if, if we had the cash, you know, it comes down to the cash as a country. If we had the cash to inc- to improve our railway system and have it all very swift, very fast, electric lines, railway SDR, whatever, it would be much better for our economy having really good railway systems and we leave our roads to small vehicles and buses and all that.
1: Okay. Yeah. So me still think that we that is not a solution to the railway technology of up to where we are. I think it is just a buffer to a lot of politics and a lot of uh, ACAs and that's it's just a buffer. It's just something they've put there so that we keep quiet. But there isn't, it is not a solution.
3: Okay, are you, It's just uh, a
1: buffer to a lot of
3: discussions.
1: Like they said, it's just rehabilitate.
3: OK, what do you think the railway system is for?
1: The railway system, Yeah, there you've described it. It's for moving the bulk from the main roads, so that we avoid the wear and tear. But also, they moved from the railway to the road because it was slower. Yes. So if you give us back the solution of the slow system, it will cost time. Time costs money.
0: But if you update the railway line, wouldn't that's become the solution for everything?
1: Yeah. If you put an SGR, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But now you're speaking of the rehabilitation. That oh. is going on. What is the point? Nairobi to Nyaururu.
3: Oh, you're asking what is the point? What yeah, is what is the point of updating well, the The, of the, the, already the existing. original existing? Or we are just we're you feel
0: like we're just wasting money. I think you it's like a buffer.
1: You're not wasting, but we've just stopped the conversation of SGR. Oh,
3: oh it's distracting we us from the yeah. conversation of SGR. That makes sense, though. Okay, looking at it that way, you might, yeah, it could be a buffer, but then again, Needed. it's needed like we'd rather have it than not have any other system
0: but when you talk ab- when you think about it more it's more of politics because I feel like if Kenya wanted to upgrade the railway system we could do we it. could do it it could be yeah. done yeah like it could be done but it's a matter of just it's politics politics so Morning. in terms
1: of railway Thanks. transport I think over the years up to the present I think we are still not somewhere we can say we are world class.
3: yeah i you know too far
0: what about the officials far. in the railway yeah. uh, do we, do i say the railway company the kenya railways yeah. what wh- why don't they this is, this is ours and we are championing for it to be Why why are they quiet also? They should also speak up and fight for their... I think
3: it's the same way we know Kenya and the politicians or the people that have their professors, they're really, you know, you you would assume they would make better judgment, but they don't. You know, it's it's everywhere. You'd assume since we're having all these learned people in the leadership positions, we'd have Mm -hmm. a different Kenya, but we're not having that. So it's very political. I'm not sure what's going on unless it's for us to change that
0: are we just buying time until we are those leaders
3: again you know <laughs> and and but how different will we be because so if i look at our generation you'd find someone would say i can a country to be to have power so that i can still yeah, you know but so it it's not it's we're not really different from no, in my no, mindset no, no. i feel like if we are complaining
0: this much why don't we wait for our time and actually make those changes let's i feel like we should just write this down somewhere in our notebooks and when that time comes where we are the leaders we make those changes think, and I cross think, off the list. I think yeah.
1: everyone has uh, your leaders. leaders. But, but
0: power, what about the what about the, the, the clutch of power, clutching onto that? Do you have the power to make that? We
1: don't progress?
0: have. Yes, exactly.
3: Yeah, And if you do have the power, will it be any different from what yeah. we have now? When you're that railway you, yeah.
0: line uh, <laughs> corporate leader, <laughs> what what will you do to... If you're
1: a CS for, for transport. Yes. Yes. Let me give you another story of a company. Kenya IOS, in 2013 kenya Airways made a 7.86 billion loss and announced that shareholders will not receive a dividend for the first time in 14 years that is when kenya problem problems started in 2013. you fast forward to 2014 the then ceo tetas naikuni stepped down in that after it made a loss in 2013 2014 the CEO stepped down with a further loss of 25.7 billion that is one year later the CEO stepped down nobody raised a, a red flag and said oh what is going on then after that the government came in and bailed out KQ in in subs- subsequent years but they never fully recovered in the seven years since 2013 up to now Kenyas have made 108 billion. Loss. Losses. There's a time we used to count Kennel, Safaricom. Number three was Kenya Airways in bringing revenue to this country annually around 97 billion before 2013. Then for the seven years, everything has crumbled. But
3: what happened? Yeah, what happened? What and you're happened assuming you're having all these big people, you know. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. That is the
1: question that so many people are asking.
3: What? And what's happening?
1: KQ, right at the present, they are still on a loss of about 12.99 billion. In 2016, they were at, let's say, 26 billion. The government came in and bailed them out. They went to 9 billion. They were bailed out again to 7 billion in 2018. Then 2019, last year, there's been talks of making it into a cooperation. So they are making more losses. They are cutting staff at $12.9 billion right now. They are going back to more losses. So you feel like there is somebody who is playing a card there mm. instead of just bailing it out fully and getting people back to work. Or they are, you cannot understand the dynamics there. Well, but but let's,
0: let's also ask the question, Kenyans who travel by air, do you use Kenya Airways? Most Kenyans use Emirates, uh, Ethiopian Airlines, the Rwanda one. They what? don't really use the... Do you use Kenya as you go out of your way and say, this is a Kenyan company, let me support it. And if you don't, why don't you use it?
1: That is also something. First, that is something to discuss why we don't use it. But before 2013, we are making a profit. Yeah. Whether it was a Kenyan using it or not. Or not.
3: Mm. But then again, did in twenty thirteen did you have much competition in, in terms of available yeah. choices? Did we have Rwanda, Ethiopia, you know, all this airlines? After, like after
1: the first loss they said it's because of the Al Shabaab, the Eurozone politics and the elections which were in twenty twelve. That's why they made a loss. Twenty
0: mm. twelve elections.
1: Yeah, it's what made them make a loss. How? Oh. That is what they said in the papers so right now, i know i
0: know every time the elections companies take time to pick up again because uh, people are a bit skeptic
1: but so i think two weeks ago they also said all pilots who are earning in millions are going to be laid off
3: oh, what?
1: but that is like i don't know 30 percent of the pilots in kt if you're making millions they're, they're laying you off because they cannot handle your wage bill
0: then the company will slowly. That die. is
1: Kenya. It was called Kenya's dream or what? The slogan for Kenya. Hi, um, hey, Pride, Pride,
0: Afri- Pride of Africa. Pride of Africa. What do you mean? But I think
1: Corona
2: has had a had to play, play.
0: Well. But every every, every, started, every airline has felt that impact. Oh, yeah. This is a yeah. Kenya Airways.
1: Yeah, true, indeed. Every every airline has felt the impact of coronavirus.
2: Oh yes. And I, and as I was reading an article, um, there's there's something that has popped up and I think um, so here's what you're saying some of the world's largest carriers such as Delta Airlines and British Airways recently reported losses worth billions in the second quarter of this year so I don't feel like okay yes I know Kenya Airways has been problematic um, ever since 2013 as you've said but it's again it was the pride of Africa and I don't know if there's a way to head back there but if you asked me I think there's a lot of things that need to be changed in the country it's just not it, it's it's because again, um, it was one of the, like you said, it was one of the biggest um, contributors to our GDP in back in the day. Yes. So you you must uh, you must know that is a very politicized um, side of the, mm. the, the 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 country.
0: If the government came to build exactly. it out.
2: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I feel like there's so much more into play than we are being shown. But we don't again, know. Uh, it's just another day in the life of being a Kenyan. Yeah. Mm.
1: So, do you think we will recover from a KQ collapse? How 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 will it, will it will it just be life as as usual? Because there are so many companies that have have collapsed, and Kenya's didn't mind. Kenya is not be the first company.
0: But no. to be honest, and not we feeling the effects of many companies failing? Like when I think about the textile company, it failing has led to us having. Uh, Either Tumba. mtumba second hand, yeah. or we get very substandard clothes imported. Like we should also think about impact of not having our own things.
1: Uh, maybe it's also room for private players to come in and that's take also the true. space of Kenya Airways. Maybe there's so many underhands mm. going on here. Mm.
0: But the airlines is a big deal. It's air transport.
1: Yeah. It was the pride of Africa. That was our airlines, mm. and I think in Africa many airlines collapse. I don't think it's news. If you just do a little bit of research.
0: But it would be it would be very shameful to say in your own country you do not have your own airline and it is your own air. This is your land. Like yes. we should be having our own things. You can't be having foreigners
1: think getting
0: taking <laughs> away as in using us paying of paying money to be transported in our own air and it's not coming back to our pockets.
1: So I think it's a challenge to the aeronautical industry. Uh, even the leaders and our leaders, just to yeah. save KQ, just it, our was, it was yeah. something very good yes. for every. It offered employment mm. and all the benefits.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it was a good source of pride for being a Kenyan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Plus, yeah. if we let companies, just our own companies, just fall left right, the next would here is. The athletes or another yeah. Kenyan pride, comp- something we are proud of, going down and we're like, oh, it's just another day. It's gone, you know.
1: I wouldn't like to put you on the spot, Gloria, but have you used the uh, <laughs> have, have you used
2: sea transport ever? Cold by sea, water. I don't know, yeah. I think the ferry. The ferry. I've only used the ferry at Likoni. It it was for 10 minutes, Max.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with Kevin. And I dreaded every second of it.
1: (laughs) So I'm just thinking how far has Kenyan moved towards sea transport? And I think there's a port in Kisumu. And for the first time, it made like 65% profit since... They went and launched a port and it's working, it has become very profitable for people, moving goods from Kisumu to Tebe and Tanzania. That is one thing I've just read on the news, but personally also me I've never been on on, on water. We've is it a phobia? Only been in water. <laughs> even a boat. Yeah. Is it a phobia? I've never been on a boat.
0: a <laughs> boat? <laughs> you should go to Uhuru Think back. about it. Uhuru Park. <laughs> we should take him there after this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what, what strides do you think Kenya is making towards the. In your little. Let's little, little less in your information that you have. Any, any news you've heard from the. It's called the Kenya Maritime Association and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm except the port of Mombasa. I think the port of Mombasa, that is where our water starts. Mm. That is where every information comes from. Now we go to BRT then. (laughs)
5: Uh,
1: BRT is the bus rapid transport system. It is an urban solution to only Nairobi, where a a city that has a superhighway, a bypass, an expressway, now it has a BRT, but the solutions to traffic jam and all the congestions are still there. Do you think the BRT will solve any of the issues that have been put forward for it to solve? Or do you think uh, investing in a bus bus rapid transport is the way to go? It is.
2: I think it's a, it's a good initiative. It's a, um, the way it was all tabled and everything, it should make sense because it would help alleviate a lot of tra- transport-related issues we've been having. However, I think we, we as a... and not to... Correlate different things in the country, but I think we are biting so many things at once that we're not chewing down things properly. So it ends up causing indigestion as we go. And now this <laughs> this is this is the problem we are facing because we've spoken about BRT for such a long time. Yeah,
1: it's better to just e- bring it e- to e- finish.
2: E- on. Exactly, <laughs> we'd rather just start already because now um, painting the roads and talking about it on the news is not enough. There's more that needs to be implemented and um, worked on. So. It's a good initiative. I think it 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 would go a great way to help us, but still we are a long way out. Yeah, and we need we need we need all the input from the leaders we can get because it's it's a good initiative as I said.
1: And to the new technologies of Uber, let's say carpooling. I think Kenya we've moved to the next focus of our transport industry. I have a little but with uh, government focus, I think carpooling can be a great venture for the government to consider. That's are my thoughts. I think Uber and the likes are, are companies that if if well invested into it, they can change how we move our transport.
0: How about I'm sorry. How about the culture of everyone must have a car yeah that's what i wanted to say like can we move away from from that okay there's also of course the.
1: but there's ownership of a car which makes you feel like you want something still it's like like culture
0: as in how about we move towards
1: what else can you own if it's not a car you cannot (laughs) buy a land it's okay you cannot afford to buy a house but
0: but why place that importance because okay but then again you think about how the matatos are maintained what if we focus on having good transport system well behaved uh drivers conductors respectful i even feel like since the corona came the matatus are feel more comfortable there's personal yeah. space there's you actually enjoy your uh, matatu ride to town because this you feel like there's space but then when everyone has to have a car on the road honestly a lot of I think I'm a big I'm a big champion
4: of participatory and human centered design because Mm -hmm. the people who use those modes of transport are the ones who know exactly how you know their experience in it and it's it may not only be on the you know do we have like a direct route to town and things like that that there are more issues about transport that may have nothing to do with transport or the or the road or the vehicles it may actually again be a social issue or an, an experiential issue and if we actually talked to some of these users in fact I don't even think we should get to the point where we talk to these users public transport should be should reach the level where even my the people who are making these decisions use this mode Mm, of transport because unfortunately the people who make the decisions on some of the solutions to some of these problems have no idea how it how it feels you know the experience of using a matatu or a bus or a train so of course the the kind of solutions they will give will be out of context completely Mm. but i think
1: you're advocating for fascism if you tell people they have to do what you want them to do I think that's why there's a choice. You can ride, you can walk. Yeah, it's okay. You can come and even, even when you present those options... And I think you options, can even ride a horse to town.
4: It's fine. And even when you present it's those no options, road. even when you present those options, let them come from a, like a solid basis. And for me, that solid basis is trying to solve a problem and what exactly is the problem. It should not be the problem I imagine people have, but it's actually the problem that I know people have with that particular mode of transport. And even when you provide these solutions, you also have to give systems and and other and other supporting services or facilities that encourage this. Like when you say I can ride a horse to town, if I use Limuru Road or I use, you know, or Thika Superhighway, where will I ride my horse? You mm. know, so even as we present the solutions and say you have all the choices you have, we also have to make sure that these choices are actually viable options for people.
0: Do you remember when the biggest problem for my tattoos was the music and the paint on it? And in my mind, I'm thinking, what about... That's okay, not a problem, that's not and that's problem. what they were that solving. Was, that was an issue. I'm thinking, what about them overlapping, Yes, that's overspeeding, yeah. hitting personal cars, mm. paying off police police with your change. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> stay <laughs> with your change. Mm. Like, that is still <laughs> an issue to <today. laughs> <laughs> Rude conductors who even push... Yeah, sometimes. Or out oh, yeah. of the vehicle. Out yeah. of the vehicle. Like, what about these issues mm. that has nothing to do with paint or music? you're like, come on. That will so make let's someone look, so let's look at it from a more holistic level. And it will make someone not want to buy a car. Because yeah. at that point you're like, you know what? Let me just buy a car to avoid all okay. this. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah You
0: give them a reason to choose to go. I think you package. are speaking That's
1: about bad. utopia. No, it's
4: not not utopic. It's not not utopic, but whatever (laughs) solutions you uh, they provide, let it come from a basis of. This is the actual problem, problem with public ground. transport. It yeah. may have nothing to do with the traffic jams we imagine that are such a big problem. You might find the biggest problem is just the comfort of using, the comfort, the reliability, yeah. and those are things you can solve without necessarily even, you know, changing how, you know, BRT.
0: <laughs> and also, when we say it's utopic, there are countries in this world that their public Bus, let's say bus system, not matter to bus system, is working well. It white is okay. They live in that utopia, so it's possible. It's it is good. It is good
1: for them to live, but look around us. You are Africans. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Yes. Look around us, but it, I don't think
0: people are looking around us. Just let's look at it, Africa. Do yeah. not
1: go yes. to look at,
4: look at Nairobi. Yes.
0: Our issues right now is conductor staying with change, road conductor. Very simple, cultural things that <laughs> will make you more comfortable yeah. using public transport over maybe personal wanting space.
1: to buy a car. So would prefer the Ministry of Transport to come and address people who are staying with your Yes, teams. it is. You, <laughs> see, those, <laughs> you see those
0: tiny things that you think don't matter. Add, they will add. make someone want to buy a personal car. Add, traf- add personal cars on the road. We're think to thinking about air pollution. Mm. We're thinking about congestion on the road. Time factor people people's money As
1: it is it is okay me i'm getting you guys are progressive right. but this is this is this is not something in the setting of a kenyan office this right. is this is something that is not near africa really. let, let's let let's
2: talk about um something that's, in africa, that's here. something like swivel yeah, i think it's a very great, good yeah. step into mm-hmm. the right direction where you have Imagine you can even book a ride for tomorrow today and you'll know it will be here at this time it will leave at it's more reliable than yourself if you have your own car it's true you yeah. will, you'll be you'll be more entrusting of the idea time. to use swivel because you'll know at 7:45 I'll be picked at this point I'll I'll pay 250 shillings there's no hike I'll go all the way I'll get there at this time there's a there's a system to the system I think it's a better idea if um the government comes in on board and tries to charter such things like this. Things like swivel and encourage such kind of transport to be adopted other than these circles, you know, Likana circle and then you know, it's a lot of issues. So I think if it's more of yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah, yeah i think
4: sw- swivel solves some of those issues that you feel like are utopic like i'm an <laughs> ardent user of swivel and i'm waiting for them to come back mm. yeah come back Swivel. yeah please
3: yeah. <laughs> And on top of that if i remember i think we i had news the other time and the I think a government official said, you know, because of this corona pandemic, if you before you if you, before you enter Matatu you should just check and see if you have space for your own space to if you don't see if you don't have space you just alight. May I'm thinking that doesn't happen in Kenya, you just get it even before you, you've seen the us <laughs> has already moved, you know. Especially that.
4: like for example that they've enforced the curfew. It is eight and I know it's it's eight and it's about 45 minutes to my place yeah. the more i see my tattoos pass i have to now weigh between should i maintain social distance or should i keep get home too before night yeah. so you see even as they play some of these rules again how are people supposed to adhere to them you have to make it a bit easier for them to adhere to the rules especially people do not like change so unfortunately you have to make that transition as smooth as possible for them
3: yeah, and I think it's unfortunate. My sister works in a very political space, and she tells me, you find most of these politicians, they buy big cars, so if they see the road to my homestead is really bad, I'll just buy a big car. That can take me there. They're not thinking of how should I improve this road system to, for people who are living around there to even use that transport mm-hmm. system comfortably. So Same thing also comes back to our leaders. Consider your people. And also be practical. Use a matatu once in a while. You know, when we're not trying yeah. to kill you. No. We're not yeah, trying to kill you. Take a walk in town. You know, how yeah. How does it feel to, like, to, to go with an Icana to Kitengela? You right. know, we're not trying to kill you out here. So, <laughs> come we down. I I feel like that like
1: people use the yeah. means of transport. If I want to ride a horse to town. Let me ride my horse. <laughs> yes. You will ride you your horse. If he wants to use a Land Cruiser, let him use his Land
0: Cruiser. But you, are you going to ride your horse? Let's say, Let me just say an example. In Gidurai, you've yeah. Ca- yeah. Oh, we've come with you. <laughs> you're in Gidurai. You're no. in traffic. There are junctions. There are markets. There are matatus parked. The matatus just bear in and off the road as they please. Motorbikes. Everyone. You and your horse.
1: But me, if <laughs> if I can afford a horse. What will I be doing in Gidra?
0: Exactly. <laughs> I do you can. You say that want. You say that's the right.
1: problem.
4: I normally think leader, leaders. Leader, yeah, leaders. <laughs> no, can that is mm. that is You can create your own island.
1: That is not how they think. That's how they think. You can create your think. own think.
4: paradise island, but you <laughs> live in a society with people. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you will use that same road you're refusing to, re- to repair for people. Mm. Just because mm. you have a big car, it also deprives you of some of the joys in life, like Linda was saying. You know, being able to take a walk in your neighborhood. Mm. Being able to ride a bicycle comfortably, safely, even your children Mm. being able to take a walk. Mm. Very
1: far to take a walk, I go to Europe.
5: Okay, I am not saying that
1: is how they think. That is how I think. I wish that
3: is how they think. I wish the mic could could record.
1: That is how they think. (laughs) I think that is how they think. Yeah, and It's it's very hard for you to. They'll just do it, then take photos that I was in a matatu. Da, da, da. Exactly, it's all PR. When it's when it's time for politics yeah. and getting votes is when they'll get mm. on to matatus. What am
0: thinking of? They'll push
1: mkokotenis. There is never no position of mkokoteni if not...
0: You know matatus. what I'm thinking of? They'll when leaders have accidents in remote areas, which hospitals are they rushed to? The closest you yeah. get there, there are facilities. Yeah. You have to be airlifted.
3: Yeah, You're like really, and and they're bragging about it. And you it's know, it's like ca- it's your own country uh, yeah. yeah, it's very like, unfortunate. And then also, um, yes. if you check our towns, example in Lalongo, people who are into I don't know urban planning. Maybe in Kenya it's not a big deal, but it should be, because mm-hmm. you'd find I was supervising a, a road being built in Lolongo, and you'd find the structures are in the middle of a road. It's in, the, you don't even know where the boundary post of a road reserve is. People are everywhere. There's no particular planning. So I think, uh, in in terms of transport, our urban planners should play a really big, big role in our towns and how they're set up. Keeping putting in mind, where would I put a drainage system? Where would I put a storage system? Where should the road be? Mm-hmm. Feed our roads to our small, small estates, even if it's a slum, because there are also people as we are. So I think we should have all this, our our systems. Like urban planning, transport system, highway designers, all these people should work together and always keep in mind we need, as much as we're building a road, we should build a road with a footpath, with a a place for guys to ride their bicycles. You've just given me a question.
1: Mm -hmm. Why do we like to tread next? Why is all our activities next to the road? Why shouldn't the road lead to to the market? Why should the market be along the road? Convenience. Why should this road not lead to the market? Then from the market because, let, let it of, lead to the border border stand. Well it's because just, of
4: how we operate generally. We, we
1: just it's like a system we've adapted every town just along Didn't the road. Be, then why can't we then design the town for ends, that? Yeah.
4: yeah. Why is it so why can't we design around that? I feel yeah. like we normally we normally import this design principles or guidelines without without using our culture or our habits to develop them. Mm-hmm. We start with those habits and frankly i normally think that they're from the western world yeah. but why can't we look at us as kenyans or Nai- or people in nairobi this is generally our culture so how can we design to fit in our culture because what is more likely to change is not our culture mm-hmm. but maybe the way we design at least we can kind of we can kind of manipulate or mold that around us who is more important here the road being exactly and how it people. is i understand there's also the need for standards but can we develop those standards hand-in-hand hand with how we operate as people?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Because I'm also thinking, why in every, from the rural place, Kuna Center? And that is where the central activities of that area is. Mm-hmm. The road passes in the center. Uh, yeah, At yeah. some point, you have to think, this is our. This must be our culture. must be stemming from something. Yeah, it stems from, from something. From way back somewhere way back. from back then mm. yeah. so we have to and back then we also but they sometimes i think we also have to look back and see how did we used to do our things back then because way back when it worked i feel like back then what was well. a cleaner environment there you was more feel? organization yeah right now things are just haphazardly happening it's like we're trying to be in 20 in the we're trying to go to 2030 And we still have things from, I don't know, 2000. And And that 2030 might not be our 2030. Our 2030 may look
4: very different. And we're trying to fit into other people's
1: Something about going to the future. Do you feel like also it's like Nairobi has moved so fast? The other cities, yeah. let's say Nairobi. Now we have walkways from NMS. Yeah. But if you go to Nakuru, it is what was the old Nairobi that is growing into a Nakuru. It's, it's growing into a Mombasa. We, we cannot like multiply the effect. Let's say we are putting walkways and green but and and escaping the whole of Nairobi. Let's do the same to Nakuru. But it can be the same. The same. same yeah, the but it, it should can. be.
3: It should be. Should it though? I think it should be. Um,
4: it can. We can have like a baseline in terms of standards yeah. and what they aim to achieve but maybe the process of the execution can be different so that we achieve the same for example it if it is um pedestrians should be comfortable moving around the city mm-hmm. so that can take different forms in mm-hmm. nairobi it could take the form of walkways in mm-hmm. Nakuru, it could take the form of something different but mm-hmm. at the end of the day we're still achieving the same mm-hmm. the same thing so we shouldn't look at those specific, you know, interventions and try and multiply them. But is, it, is it that?
1: That's, that's the last thing. I know. <laughs> it, <laughs> because, because they are pushing the point. <laughs> because now if you see Nairobi, you have Uber, we have Suivo, we yeah. have Volkways. Nairobi is like the only place that you can find this much of stuff. hmm If you go to the Americas, I'm sure, every city has a new by you see? Yeah. But in Kenya, we have a habit where everything is here, Mm -hmm. then the rest of the towns don't have anything or they will catch up.
4: I normally, um, okay, this is just my opinion, that everything in nature, even those man-made ones, always seek to be in equilibrium. So even when you see a system, or a situation where you feel like it doesn't work, inherently, I think it works because the people in that setting or the things in that setting have found a way to find a place or a state that works with them. From the outside person, it might look like it does not work or it might look like it's chaotic, but it's actually in equilibrium. So as much as we might be comparing Nairobi to other towns, there could be other towns that are thriving but don't look like Nairobi, but mm-hmm. we're judging them based on Nairobi. And who said Nairobi is the baseline? Mm. Just because we want it to look like Nairobi and Nairobi is the capital. So we need to look for other criterias to judge the success of, another, of other towns, You know whether they're thriving or not, because they could be.
3: Yeah, and I think we've had this discussion before during our first podcast. It was more like every town, like Isiolo, Mandera, they they have their own culture. Mm -hmm. There's something different about them that is very different from Nairobi. Mm -hmm. Meaning, uh, as we plan around the town... We should plan around it having their culture in the background. Mm. It being more important. So as we're building the road and the footpaths and all these things, we should have that one should be very unique to itself. Nairobi should be very unique with it to itself. But we should improve the transport system. Not leaving them way, like okay, maybe a, maybe a camel would work well in Isiolo. Taking a taking a t- develop camels in Isiolo. Let it be let Isiolo be known for camels, and if we need to go from point A to point B, let people from America come to Isiolo to go have a camel ride from point A
0: system, from point A to B.
3: Keep the structure in such a way this this is a camel pathway people can walk water here points. The water points are <laughs> yeah. here for the camels you know we should the build our towns around yes yeah. shade yeah shading. shade sh- shades for that for the camels such sh- points. Know, I'm yeah, i'm thinking
0: of but that is a very good thought because it means when we are in our own space we will design for uh, ourselves for it ourselves. will be efficient yeah it will be it will work but it will work for us. Even mm-hmm. if it doesn't work for someone else, is it working for us? Yeah. And you'd find right? someone coming to. It? Yeah, I'm thinking of. Okay, I'm thinking of Eldoret. I'm from Eldoret. They created. A, I'm sure you guys have seen it. They created. Um, There's the road. Then on the side of the road, they've created a footpath. I feel like that was a very good idea. They've created a cemented footpath all the way from town to along the road to the neighborhoods. Not the feeder roads, but to the neighborhoods along the main road. And it's everywhere in the town. Because in Eldoret, it's a very small town. And many people in the evening after work, they just walk home. It's mm. like a 30-minute, 20-minute walk. And they prefer to walk anyway. Yeah, and um before that, people used to walk. You know, Kando Kunavum mm. on the side of the road, there's dust and now that there's so they used to walk on the road so it's you matatu personal car there's traffic you can even get hit bikes are also coming motorbikes but now these places have been designated where people can walk people can ride their bikes but motorbikes can't pass because they've placed like yeah exactly yeah so it makes sense so when i'm at home and i'm maybe in my friend's house a neighborhood that is close to home i don't need to take a matatu. Mm-hmm. i just walk home when it's raining i don't need to walk on the matope i walk on the path it's clean mm-hmm. there's some trees on the side it makes it it just works so well and it's a very simple thing yeah. it doesn't look all that nice of course because we still need grass to grow but it, it make, works it works it well. Works. It works.
4: maybe to add on what yeah. and linda said is that we what we will end up having is not only maybe a good mode of transport, but it's also a form of placemaking because it'll make the place unique and quite, like yeah, the example Linda said, it'll actually end up even being a tourist attraction Mm -hmm. because it's very specific to the place and it makes that town, you know, that town for a specific reason and it has its own unique identity. So we could end up achieving much more than just, you know, what we set out to do. It could have a ripple effect even to other disciplines
1: related with construction. Mm, But uh, judging from the past, those ideas have always been centralized to Nairobi. That is what happens. The same way, maybe BRT would have been more successful, let's say in Naivasha or Nakuru. Or Eldoret. Or Eldoret, where already people have walkways, maybe it would be more successful there than here. So I think it's maybe a challenge to the people who make
3: these
0: decisions.
3: As future uh, leaders. Yeah. Mm. Mm. As, no, as future current leaders. As current leaders. As, yeah, current, leaders. Say, as current leaders, because every year we're growing, right? Yeah. And every year we are leaders. I, can't, I won't say I'm, I'm waiting to be a leader in the future as current leaders. Okay. And something on top of that, um, I've, been, I've been to my upcountry, Okamani side, just over i think last weekend or last weekend but one and i'm thinking there's a lot more to be done in terms of transport systems let me speak let me champion for which i go my grandpa mm. my grandma's place it's literally impossible literally it's like we had to carry the car up the mountain <laughs> you know instead of, instead of it of it carrying us mm. so i think there's more to be done there was once uh, there was a contractor on the ground I don't know what happened but they left the road really horrible. I don't know if the money was i illegal, I don't know. I don't know if you know, I don't know what happened. Maybe poor
1: feasibility. Or
3: poor feasibility <laughs> studies you no know, it was they give
1: you a road and you say I can do it. Then you go there, you, you find underquote there is a boulder just in the middle of that road and you have to dig I don't right. know, how many feet.
3: Yeah.
1: Like a whole mountain to remove
3: it. Yeah. And you just
1: give up and take off.
3: It could be. So I think my point was, as much as we're building the main highways where we're having, like, trunk roads mm-hmm. or, you know, important roads, we should also consider, like, the Shosho who's living in the middle of a very remote area in Nairobi. My grandma, she... How
1: oh, c- will they get to
3: yeah, improve the system as you, got, as you get there. You know, our focus has been so much on where will the MP pass they're You know, like being in, hi- <laughs> being in highways, you'd find us doing portal patching because you know who will pass through there a month from now. I'm not, we won't do the portal patching because Kenyans are passing through that road. Mm-hmm. We'll patch, we'll do patchworks on the road or improve the system because you know, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think as we as we, as we budget, as we plan for improving our, our transport system, we should always have in mind that Kashosho give back to your mom. You know, where is she? How is she moving around her? her village how is she you know going from the marketplace because you see even if if she if if a vehicle can not pass meaning she has to walk if it's not even safe for her to walk because the, the boulders are very steep or the area is too steep or it's too muddy it's impossible and it rains. always we should always have that in mind as we as we improve our systems let's improve our homes Okay, in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Yeah, like um, make
4: public facilities truly public. Truly public. The yes. You know, the
0: I'm also thinking about local leaders. My Shosho's home. Let's see. Mm-hmm. My Shosho's home. That local leader over there. Uh When they're placing the bill for, I don't know expanding SGR or improving SGR or improve, improving this and this road in Nairobi. Why can't he stand up and say, in my village, we don't have this road. Can you redirect redirect those funds to my village? and? champion the way they champion each other to pass down laws as current leaders, I'm also thinking Mm. as current leaders. (laughs) Can you get that power? Can you also stand up and say for my village, can you redirect those funds, get people to rally behind you and say, in this very moment, just get a small percentage, improve the road in my home. Mm. The next thing they will say next time, give me a small percentage. Improve my area as in everyone should champion for their for own, their own place, okay. and that is the position we should all hold. Government was to achieve that. Uh, so that That is what, yeah. but
1: also maybe it's something about the leaders they don't know, or they don't know, they, they don't, don't know, no. then it's no, a they challenge. challenge. They don't, they don't know, they don't know. They, they don't
0: know
1: how to bring
3: the roads. Maybe they can, they, that's why we are here. This, they're they are professionals sitting yeah, here, they're pro-
4: not even seated here. Don't know In government, you mean to tell me they Those m- they're are not professional? They are professional. really, yeah,
3: they are professional and they are learned. And they are learned, they are learned people. if know. you don't know, you ask, consult, so consult. You know, they don't want.
2: But I'll interject and I'll also say the blame also needs to shift to us because we complain a lot about our leaders, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't do anything about it. But
3: what are we supposed to do about it? We need supposed to elect leaders,
2: leaders who. Are I can, I can, I don't. For the sake of the podcast, I would mention a couple of leaders who just don't make sense being in position (laughs) where they are. (laughs) But they're still there anyway. Every every campaign after every campaign, exactly. And you see now, you cannot give a person who never went to campus a seat in a very big county, and then tell him to be innovative about the way he goes about things because Transport. Transport. exactly and that's the problem you see if we don't have leaders who who have an idea of what needs to be done then there will more more times than not they'll not do it but it's and it's
0: about his team it's yeah. the leader and his team
2: i i agree but i also think we are responsible for who the leader is and i think we need to take more um responsibility on that side as well.
4: But we shouldn't also only look at professional or academic qualifications because we're not only just robots and just brains, we also have the human aspect to us. So even as we're electing someone who might be learned or a professional, it needs to be someone who also understands the plight of the people he is leading and actually wants Wants to to solve solve them.
2: I agree.
1: Okay. It was transport, <laughs> return to leadership. <coughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jengala. Thank you very much. I think today we've, we've changed the topic from transport in a very good way. And this is a discussion that for me, it is worth listening to again and again. And I think it's time that we challenge ourselves on how we elect our leaders. We challenge our leaders on how they distribute the their resources and what is their focus? Maybe if they have a blueprint of what do you want to achieve by a focus let's say on an expressway. What do you want to achieve? Okay, you want to achieve ABCD. Let's talk about it. How will it benefit a person somewhere else in a remote place? Those kind of discussions are very good At at the place where Kenya has reached it is time that the transport sector is a very, very holistic industry that you have to listen to what the people want and that the people decide. That is what me, I think. And what do you think about today's session? How was it? as we wind up.
2: I think it was informative. I also think it was quite lengthy and th- th- the discussions were varying. So I think uh, it's a good start. It's a, it's a good, um, not necessarily a start, but a, it's a good uh, point to, to, the, to the listeners to instigate thought, to think more about now um, some of the things that we've addressed. So I enjoyed the conversation as well. Uh, looking forward
3: to the next one. Does the government really consult Kenyans before they do anything like the expressway? Did they like how many of us knew about the expressway? Did we know about it before it was already budgeted for, or did we hear about it after the contractors have already been selected? Do we even know what the purpose of the expressway is? Who is it serving? You know, so I think I'm left wondering. Am I the one who's not looking for imi- for information or, re- or is the information not there? Yeah. But it's, the conversation has been very good. It's been enlightening and fun. And I look forward to more of this.
4: I can say maybe it's been quite utopic. I think <laughs> many of us are quite the dreamers, including myself. So, okay. But, you know, where would we be without the dreamers? Yeah. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, um, m- maybe we can be able to do something even on a personal level based on some of the discussions we have like let it not end at us complaining about the leaders or not being involved like like the way linda has said at least the part we can play is look for that information and try and act on that information on a personal level and just hope that maybe that information is there to begin with but yeah, it's been quite utopic and hopefully we can make it even more
0: practical. Uh the discussion has been very enlightening. It's nice to hear different opinions. I've learnt a lot and I enjoyed the discussion. Just to the listeners, as in even in your profession. Today we discuss social social design, social change. We've discussed a lot of things that has to do with people. Even in your own profession. What are you doing to to do the right thing by the people? I know I'm speaking from a very <laughs> convicted point but mm-hmm. I imagine as an architect even in my little tiny professional little tiny space in those little tiny little things I do how am I uh walking the talk so mm-hmm. and as we move forward I I hope we'll be able to as current leaders we'll be able to make positive changes that will benefit all of us
1: Thank you for listening to Jengana podcast. Thank you. Didn't give us <laughs> I gave the tech before I invited you guys. <laughs> wow. I did. I did. Thank you for not listening. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, viewers, for listening. Until next time, have a good one.